Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this episode of the Team Success Podcast. I want to share with you today a really integral and phenomenal concept we have at Strategic Coach called the four referability habits. And I want to talk about how they relate and contribute to teamwork. And I think they're really important because if we do them, teamwork works. But if we're not doing them, we can be actually sabotaging our own teamwork without even realizing it. So before I go any further, let's talk about what the four referability habits actually are. So the first one is to show up on time. The second one is do what you say. The third one is finish what you start. And the last one is to always say please and thank you. So let's go through each one of them to break them down a little bit. So number one, show up on time. Now, most of us know this as a value. We've been taught this by our parents or by school teachers or other people with whom we've come into contact. But it's not always easy for some of us. And we tend to do it, I know I tend to do it, much better with a front stage audience. So clients, customers, people who I'm less familiar with. It's very easy to kind of ease off on that with family, with friends, and with our team. So while we would never dream of being late for a client meeting, we can blow off or be late to a team meeting. But there's a problem with that. People kind of recognize that you don't hold them in the same esteem or you don't hold yourself to the same high standards if you're not showing up on time for meetings with them. And since I don't know about you, but I want a lot of team support. Actually, I need a lot of team support (laughs) is the truth of it. If I'm going to be freed up to do what I'm best at, what I'm most passionate about, I need to be able to focus on that and have other people who love doing all the things that I'm not so great at, which are plenty. And so I need that teamwork. And part of really respecting teamwork is recognizing that I need to show up on time for my team the same way that I do for my clientele. So that's an interesting dynamic. And I haven't coached team members for 20 plus years now. One of the things that they tell me, and this is working with direct assistants, with team leaders, with team members, is one of the things that frustrates them the most is when their entrepreneur, their owner, blows off their meeting. So just imagine, I hear this a lot from direct assistants, by the way. They're like, you know what? We've got this really important meeting. He's counting on me to make sure stuff gets handled. And then we have a meeting to get stuff signed, stuff finished. Otherwise, there's a roadblock and he blows off the meeting. And they're like, I'm so frustrated. What do I do? I said, well, first of all, rename it because the word meeting is not at all appealing or sexy. You need to do something. Like even if it's marvelous meeting with Mary or, you know, put some fun around it so it's harder to blow off. Meeting is so generic. It's kind of boring. But still, should they really have to repackage the name? Hmm, Not a bad idea, but it'd be just great if you showed up on time for the meeting. (laughs) That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. And of course, they wouldn't dream of being late to a meeting of yours. So again, it's one of those things where I think we tend to be very, very good front stage. That's what we call it here at Coach. But we tend to have slightly different standards for backstage. But I want to kind of raise everyone's awareness of how important it is to be just as on time backstage as you are front stage. So the next one is to do what you say. Now, this sounds pretty obvious. Really? Do what you say? Come on. Well, if you say a lot of things or talk a lot, you know, there's lots that come come out of us as ideas, as wishes, as kind of like conversation. And the things we really commit to, they can get lost. We can forget what it is that we said we were going to do. So the coaching for this is to really have systems to track what you say it is that you're going to do. Ask people to write it down. You write it down yourself. Record it on your on your smartphone. Find little ways that will prompt you. I'm a huge fan of prompts. I don't see it as nagging at all. So if technology prompts me or a person prompts me, 
fabulous. I appreciate that. Remembering what I said I was going to do, we found it's not related to whether or not someone's a good person or a smart person. It has a lot to do with how you strive. So Colby, the Colby profile, K-O-L-B-E dot com, if you're not familiar with it, is a great measure of this. Well, I need to start a lot of things. Finishing my to-do list, not so much. So for me, I need these prompts. I need this help. So I really work with my team to help me remember what it is that I said I was going to do. So in the workshops, we call it delegating memory. Occasionally, we photocopy people's worksheets so they can remember things. So find ways. Don't just blow off or forget what it is that you said you were going to do. Now, the next one is to finish what you start. Now, this can be easier said than done. As I said, I'm a starter, not so much as a finisher. So a huge part of my teamwork has been to find people who are really good and have a ton of mental energy for finishing things, and we do a deal. We work together. So I start really cool things, they finish really cool things. And it's great, and it takes a whole bunch of people to do that, but it's powerful. And I also do know that I am really good at finishing things against a deadline. Without a deadline, it can float along forever. (laughs) (laughs) Creative projects that are really interesting just kind of lose steam if there isn't a hard stop, particularly if there isn't an audience. So preparing for this conversation, for example, I wrote out my thoughts. I thought, okay, what am I going to talk about that's engaging and interesting and going to move people's teamwork and their lives ahead? Well, this was a deadline. There's a hard stop here. But I could think about it otherwise for days, weeks, months, you know, as it is, because I had a hard deadline of recording that really spurs on my creativity. And that's how a lot of us work. Now, the last one is really not related to instincts or how we do things. It's really about manners. And the last one is to say please and thank you. Now, I've had some great coaching myself, and I've also heard some great stories and some, frankly, horror stories about how to do this right or how not to do it right, (laughs) how to do it wrong. And one of the things that's really, really important when it comes to saying please and thank you is to be sincere and for it to come across as being really genuinely authentic. So when you say please, you actually are asking. You're asking for someone else's contribution, for their time, for their creativity, for their collaboration, for them to put their mental energy and heart and intelligence into what it is you want to do. It can be a really simple task or it can be something complicated. It doesn't matter. That person has a choice about whether or not to give that. And by saying, please, you're respecting that. And then saying thank you is all about gratitude and all about appreciation. That is so important. If people know that the effort and all the energy that they're expending is appreciated and people value that, it's not taken as transactional, they will do so much more for you. And I know I will do so much more for people if they're grateful, if they let me know that and don't assume that I know it. There was a little thing going around for a while about don't send thank you emails. Really bugged me. (laughs) I like sending thank you emails. To me, I want to know if I've done something that made a difference for someone else, and I certainly want to let someone else know that I appreciate their efforts. That one was a tough one for me. People wanted to assume thank you. I'm like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) I struggle with that one, to be perfectly honest. So you'll have to make your own decision on that. But here's what not to do. One of my team members I was coaching great person. She said, you know, one of the things that my entrepreneur does is she writes P and T-Y. Now, P and T-Y stands for please and thank you. First of all, it wasn't even spelled out. <laughs> it wasn't even in person. It was just a scribble at the bottom of a task. Did not come across as genuine, sincere, or authentic. And when you ask please and thank you at the same time, it's not really a request. It's an order. 
<laughs> so just make it in order. Don't even bother putting that in the bottom of the page. If you just need to do it, say, you know, do it. But don't gloss it up. Don't put lipstick on the pig in terms of P and T-Y. Doesn't cut it. <laughs> we need to be authentic with this, which is interesting because to me that means I have to shift from just my task brain, which I definitely have. I'm like all about getting stuff done to recognizing that I'm not dealing with a piece of equipment here. I'm dealing with a human being. A human being wants that relationship, and that's respecting by saying please and expressing gratitude by saying thank you. That's really what that does. That builds a relationship. As you're listening to this, I want you to think about being on the receiving end. So if you are showing up for a meeting on time, but the other person's not there, how do you feel? <laughs> if you were expecting someone to do something and they totally did not remember, doesn't that grate on you a little bit? If someone starts something great but then never finishes it, doesn't that feel like a waste of energy? And then if people don't say please and thank you, again, it does not engage teamwork. So given this is all about team and teamwork success, I think these four referability habits or credibility habits are absolutely essential. And it's vital to make sure that we are doing these not just with our clients and our customers, but also with everyone backstage who really are a different form of client, a different form of customer. And certainly, they're not paying us money, but they are giving us teamwork. They are giving us creativity, intelligence, support, the best use of them and how they can make things happen for us. So it makes sense to pay them the same respect and to be credible, be referable with them. Be someone that other people want to work for if you're a leader. Be someone that other people love supporting. I mean, that's important. I am blessed to work with Nicole, and I happen to know she's incredibly picky about the people she supports. So I feel kind of honored <laughs> that we, you know, I chose her and she chose me, and it works out really, really well. But I also know I earn that. I don't take it for granted. I don't think I'm better. I call her my support partner because she is my partner. She does a brilliant job at all the stuff I don't, thank goodness for her. And our results have tripled, we're kind of working on quadrupling right now because of what the two of us can do together. So I'm very clear that with our meetings, I try to do my absolute best to show up on time, to do what I say, to finish what I start, and to always say please and thank you. So I hope this thinking has enlightened you a little bit. I want to leave you with one comment that was made by one of our team members who actually joined Strategic Coach when she was 18 years old. And she said these four referability habits were really important for her. And she doesn't work with clients. She works with other team members. And she said, you know what? These principles kind of raised me. She said, I didn't come from a background where people were polite, where people lived these four things. So for me, they actually taught me how to show up how to be a great person, how to be a contributing team member by showing up on time, doing what she said, finishing what she started, and saying please and thank you. So these are essential. If I think about how I want to raise my kids, these are four of the things that I want them to always do. And I need to practice these four with them, which can be challenging sometimes. <laughs> showing up on time is definitely the one I struggle with the most because I always think I can fit in one more thing. I heard a great comment about showing up on time. It said the people who are late tend to be optimists. And people who are on time tend to be pessimists, which I think is completely and totally true. <laughs> I always think I can fit more in than is actually physically possible. And pessimists assume something's going to go wrong, so they leave early. In this one regard, I think I might have to start to become a pessimist. <laughs> that was my conclusion. So just to summarize, the referability habits are powerful for how you want to show up in the world in any instance, as with my great colleague. It's incredibly powerful to do with your customers, but for teamwork and team success, absolutely essential to model these to your team and to everyone with whom you work, strategic partners as well, because that's how you're going to show up as credible and referable. 
Thank you very much for listening. I hope this has inspired and enlightened your day. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know at questionsastrategicoach.com. Thanks very much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.